Good morning. It's seven minutes after 11 o'clock. We've got a uh, Black Lives Matter uh, uh, story here that, well, it's turning into that. It's a police officer who uh, shot and killed a guy. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, but before I do that, i got a couple of other quick studies here, quick, quick stories to tell you. There's a new study that reveals who is eating as much as half of America's beef. And believe it or not, uh, it is a paltry 12% of the population are eating half of the country's beef. Primarily, uh, people aged 50 to 65, and men more generally, eat half the country's burgers, steaks, and other beef products. So, uh, what, 88% of the country get to share about half the beef and uh, the 12% of us who are uh, age uh, 50 and up and men are eating the other half all by ourselves. <laughs> so I read the story, and uh, here it, it, they go on to say that, uh, you know, you can't eat red meat. It's bad for you. They did a study uh, that said uh, eating red meat uh, can cause diabetes. Ladies and gentlemen, eating red meat cannot cause diabetes. In fact, just the opposite. If you're a diabetic, you are they doing another vote, Brian? Certainly not. Continuation. Certainly not. Um, so um, here's the thing. I wish you would have told me that information before I switched to bugs, because these crickets. Mm, oh, good stuff. Tyson is delicious uh, on the move. Yeah, Tyson's uh, serving cockroaches. Um, if you don't eat refined carbohydrates, but you eat red meat, you will not get diabetes. That's just counter, I mean, it's just stupid. But that's what they're trying to sell. These are the <clears throat> anti-red meat people. They did, when, when Dwight Eisenhower was president and had heart attack, some researcher did a study and concluded that red meat somehow clogs your arteries and does all kinds of other things. The study has been debunked. The, the people that, that this researcher talked to and uh, the, the things that weren't taken into consideration, an entire book was written on debunking it. It is nonsense. Processed meats, maybe a problem, but you can take that with, uh, I would think... Uh, you know, moderation. But constantly vilifying red meat. And it all, and I, I got to tell you, it's, it's, it's also part of this whole global warming thing. Oh, you can't have cattle. You know, they belch. And that's adding CO2. It's, it's ridiculous. Enjoy your steak, guys. Just cut back on the sugar and the, and the processed flour. And you'll you'll do just fine. It'll be it'll be okay. At least I think so. And based on Bob Atkins and his research, I agree. Uh, 874-9390-800-529-5572. I didn't cover this, uh, but it, oh, by the way, Jesse Smollett, Brian is he's in rehab. Yes, I saw that. Well. He, uh, he's had a tough couple of years, from what I understand. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah does it have really... something to do with the club sandwich that he got? No, but I think that he's probably being served uh, some club sandwiches in rehab, just in case he needs them for any any reason. Self defense. Yeah, could be for self defense. Really, uh, stale ones. They work well. Yeah, but they don't often get um, from you know right from Subway. They're, they're usually pretty <laughs> you know, fresh. I, I I I shouldn't say this, but this is a self inflicted wound. And if he would just come off of his, you know, delusion that he was attacked by Trump supporters and just say, okay, own it, buddy, you wouldn't be going through all this. You want him to tell the truth. Yeah, pretty much. Tell the truth and shame the devil. Uh, well, here's, here's the thing. Um, that end justifies the means mentality on the left. You know, if he can you know, find a way to excoriate conservatives even if he has to fake an attack that's okay they can do it um brian i'm looking up at that scorecard jordan has 194 jeffries has 210 yeah it requires a majority i know what you're thinking is jeffries well is it house <laughs> speaker well, like, i'm looking to see how many people voted in total how many people are there well, let's see. see, that's what I was talking about. I wish they had a scorecard on the yeah, so other side to what, yeah, see, see what remains out. And as far as I know, all the votes are, if you add up all those numbers that you're looking at, you should come to 435. Republicans are stupid. They really they really are. They are. All right. Um, here's the, uh, the new Black Lives Matter uh, martyr. Guy gets pulled over. He apparently is driving his pickup truck at better than 100 miles an hour past a police car. The police officer tells him to get out of his truck. Uh, and the guy is being belligerent right from the get-go. And it, it turns out that uh, there's a confrontation, a physical confrontation. Uh, when he won't do what he's told, the police officer tries to tase him. Uh, this guy... Uh, Somehow, I don't know how he did it. Maybe, maybe the guy let, maybe the cop let off the trigger on the taser, but he pulled the wires out and then attacked the the police officer. And in the scuffle, the police officer manages to pull out a firearm and shoot the guy, and he ends up dying. And people on the left are saying that he died for speeding. That's their argument. That he's dying because he was, he got shot and killed because he was speeding. That's why he was pulled over. I don't even know what the question is here, Brian, because it it, it wasn't, he wasn't shot for speeding. He was well, shot I mean, for resisting arrest. There is going to be some folks that argue with you that this is similar to the guy that was out selling the cigarettes. Well, he was killed for selling cigarettes. No, he was killed because he resisted. resisted arrest. Yes. And, I mean, that's that's what the argument is going to be. And, you know, you can argue t till the, uh, the end of time. If you just did what the officer said, you'd be on your way with a ticket. Yeah. Instead, you chose to engage him. And that's never going to end up good, no matter what. We've but I, I just don't understand people. They think that, oh, I'm, I'm going to win this one. 
yeah, Black Lives Matter is, uh, and, and these uh, racist leftists who refuse to acknowledge the percent of black liberals who have been, you know, recklessly endangering uh, other blacks in a variety, in a myriad of ways, uh, either through crime or, in this case, uh, you know, just speeding at 100 plus miles an hour. I'm not, and, and I'm as a libertarian. I'm not even sure you, you you should get a ticket for speeding. I think you get a ticket when you actually harm somebody. But I think it was is, more than speeding. I think it was reckless driving. He was all over the place endangering other motorists. And well, the was, reckless driving thing. There's a question even in the story about whether or not this police officer thought reckless driving was because he was doing 100, or if while he was doing 100 he was you know zigzagging around and driving recklessly. It's, it's not defined in the story. But it is the law. And if you want to change it, or if you feel the police have done you wrong, take them to court. Plead not guilty. File a lawsuit. What you don't have the right to do, and what is frankly quite stupid, is resist arrest. You know, I don't care what gang you belong to. I don't care if you're a member of Hell's Angels or whatever gang you belong to. It ain't as big as the guys and gals in blue. Their gang is huge. You won't get away with it. Even if you manage to escape apprehension, you know, as this, this guy was trying to do uh, on the highway, somewhere down the road, and it, it could be the next city, the next county, the next state. They're going to find you. They're going to be looking for you. You are not going to win. And in this case, uh, the, uh, the price of admission for stupidity was death. I feel sorry for the guy, but the guy asked for it. And there is no argument. You... you it's not a matter of shot for speeding. It's shot for resisting arrest. If, if, you, if you put yourself in the mind of the police officer, you're going to pull this guy over because he shot past you at 100 miles an hour. You don't know why he's in such a hurry. So you, you pull him over and he resists. He's not telling you, I've got a pregnant wife in the car. He's not, you don't know why he's in such a hurry. And why he's resisting, but the more he resists, the more you have to think there's something else going on here. Police have to respond to that. I'm not in law enforcement. I'm sure they have their own rules. But when, uh, you know, when somebody is in uniform that you know as a police officer is, is going to give you a ticket or tells you put your hands on the truck or put your hands behind your back or whatever, do it. Do it because you will live to fight them if they're wrong. Instead, this guy is dead. And defending that, that guy's actions when he attacked the cop is just insane. There is just no respect for law enforcement. Probably one of the most difficult jobs you can have outside of brain surgeon. All right, I'm up against the clock. Got to take a quick break. It's the Gary Nolan Show. And it's the Zimmer Radio Network. 22 minutes after 11 o'clock, talking about this uh, police officer uh, shooting uh, this guy that was resisting arrest. 
And the um, the the ACLU of, of Florida and the Southern Poverty Law Center are out of their minds. ACLU of Florida says black people are still three times as likely to be killed by police than white people and 1.3 times more likely to be unarmed when they are. You're giving me correlation. You're not giving me causation. How many of these black men who have been told forever that the law is against them and that cops are all racist resisted arrest and ended up getting shot? You know, then then you start to break down causation instead of just correlation. And when you look at the disproportionate numbers of murders in the black communities, you see that there is a problem. And, you know, as I pointed out in the past, it's not because blacks have some genetic predisposition to be criminals. It's because liberals have perverted the family structure and taken dad out of the house. And these guys, these young kids are raised without a father's influence and they get in trouble. And statistically, it is undeniable that without a father in the house, the odds and likelihood that a, that a, uh, a, a kid will grow up involved in drugs and violate the law, drop out of school, and all of those things are way higher. And there's a curious kink in that study that, that I was just referring to about kids. If the father abandons the family, i.e. welfare takes him out of the picture and he's gone, the prevalence uh, of, of those kids uh, it, it being entangled with law enforcement is much higher than if the father, for instance, uh, got hit by a car or died of a sudden uh, cardio event or something along those lines. And it has something to do with, I think, knowing that they're, they're loved by their father. If he abandons them, they're more likely to get in trouble. And then you get the Southern Poverty Law Center. This is a group that I have absolutely no respect for. Uh, they are deeply saddened by the tragic loss of Leonard Cure in Camden County, Georgia. We urgently call for a transformation in policing that honors every individual's rights. The ongoing anti-blackness in policing must end. See, this is my fear for Columbia. Well, we're looking for a new police chief. That will fall into that same stupid trap that all these other liberal cities have fallen into. Where we don't arrest and prosecute the bad guys. So, how do you think that they would have handled the encounter? Well, you know, if you just let them go. Just let them go. Okay. Just let them go. Yeah. That's okay, their, that solves that. Yeah. <laughs> let's try that technique with bank robbery. Uh, you know, just let them go. This, this is what I fear they're going to do to Columbia. Instead of getting someone who's who recognizes that the job is to protect the public. They're going to look for someone who will look the other way based on the color of the skin of the criminal or the alleged criminal. And I think that leads to San Francisco, Los Angeles, uh, 
St. Louis, Kansas City, those kinds of uh, levels of crime. They, that they could, even for a moment, suggest that it's, you know, the cop did something wrong when he was being assaulted? Give me a break. What a bunch of morons. Uh, 874-9390-800-529-5572. I, I did mean to get to the story about firearms. Since the Bruin decision, and we'll talk about this tomorrow on Gary on Guns in greater detail, but since the, since the Bruin decision, cities on the left have tried constantly to go after firearms in one way or another, and they keep getting slapped down. And California just, uh, just experienced that. We'll, we'll get to that uh, today on the program. Uh, let's see, who is on topic? All of these people are. All right. I'm going to go to Chad first. Chad, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing, Gary? I am doing well. Okay, I just wanted to add a little context uh, to that incident that took place with the officer and that gentleman. Yeah. Uh, do people understand that he was in prison for 16 years for a crime he did not commit and how that may have been a traumatic experience for him? Now, attacking a police officer... You shouldn't do that. I think we all innately know that. But at the same time, we don't know what this gentleman was going through. And he's dead and he can't defend himself. So I just well, think adding that context that, like I said, 16 years for a crime you didn't commit, that's, I mean, that would traumatize anyone. Don't you agree? I don't think it gives him permission to attack a We're police officer. We're not giving officer. permission, but at the same time, we don't know what mental state this gentleman was in. But that and doesn't. Now he's dead and can't defend himself. But so that doesn't we, make a difference, Chad. That has absolutely no bearing on this. Okay, Whatever. well, I just wanted to add the context that, we, that it wasn't just he just sped and hopped out and I want to attack somebody. The we context. Know what? Okay, I'm listening. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The context isn't doesn't change because he was wrongly incarcerated at some time. Whatever was on his mind, no matter right or wrong. When he attacked the police officer, the police officer had to respond. It doesn't matter if he thought, oh, I was arrested once wrongly, uh, ergo, I'm not going to do what the cops say. That's not an excuse for what he did. The context doesn't change. Excuse, but this is also why we have a divide in America that we do for, this, for these types of situations. We'll never know the true story. All we know is attack, shot, dead. And that's it. No one else cares about anything else that may or may have not taken place. And that's sad, man. Because we should be able to have that conversation and move forward as a country. Well, but, let's have that conversation. Know. Let's you and I have that conversation. Let's assume that he was terrified. Uh, so tell me, if it were you and you were terrified and the cop stopped you, would you attack the cop? Me? Would I attack the cop? No. Well, I wouldn't well, why attack not? the cop. Well, let's put it like this. If I was a cop, let's not even put me in the shoes of the gentleman. I want to be in the shoes of the police officer. Okay. I'm going to, you know, hey, walk up. The tone in which you speak your words. I've seen the video. Some of the video I've seen, it was already escalated. Okay, cool. You're going 100 miles per hour, sir. Why? Let's ask the question why. I want to hear your response. Before All right, let, let, let me the, ask you. I've got to go because i got 10 seconds. I can put okay, you on hold. Hey. I can put you on hold. But here's the thing. Okay. Do you know what happened? What preceded it? How long was he being chased? Did he ignore the police car? I right. saw the video of the gentleman uh, being... Uh, All right, hang on. Hang on, Chad. I'll put you on hold, buddy. Hang on. Quick break. Gary Nolan, Zimmer, Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show. 
It is 11.35, and if you just turn the radio on, there is this uh, video that's gone viral in Georgia. police officer pulls this guy over, uh, yells at him to get out of the car. The guy, uh, it turns out to there's a confrontation. Uh, the guy uh, gets tased. Uh, that doesn't stop him. He, he's got this cop by the neck, and the cop shoots him, and he dies. And people are saying... The cop overreacted. He shouldn't have shot him. He got shot for a speeding ticket. I'm arguing, no, he got shot for for resisting arrest. Uh, we've got a caller. We'll call him Chad on the line. Um, and uh, Chad, welcome back. Thank you for hanging on. I really appreciate it. But I want hey, you Gary, to imagine no that you're the, you're the police officer, and uh, you're humming along the highway, and this guy goes zinging by you at 100 miles an hour. And you turn on the lights, and you give chase... And he doesn't pull over right away. He, he makes you really go through hell to catch up to him and to, and to pull him over. And you finally pull him over. And you don't know why he's driving so maniacally. You have no clue. You don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. You don't know him from Adam. You don't know if he's got any criminal history or not. All you know is that you turned on the lights, tried to pull him over, and had to go through hell to get him there. How are you going to approach him? Are you going to say, uh, when you finally get him to pull over, hey, uh, listen, uh, you were speeding? Excuse me. I'm going to use every de-escalation technique that I have at my disposal. And I do mean every single one. Um, Give me an example. Give me an example. Man, I wish I had the time to do that, Gary. But uh, like I said, I'm going to use every de-escalation technique I have, man, because in my day-to-day life, I have to use that a lot. But I will interject and say this. I am scared as hell every time a cop gets behind me. And I know that I'm not doing anything wrong at all. I have insurance. All my cars are paid for. I'm just doing, going about my normal day. Incident really just happened with the Columbia uh, Police Department. I had drive an Escalade. How about that? A lot of people drive Escalades. You want to stop me, walk around my car, spook me, spook the individual that I was with, that I'm taking care of, and for what? You run my name and find out that I'm not the person that you're looking for. We don't know exactly what transpired, but it could have went a different way. Find them. Find them to the furthest extent of the law. Hell, you might even have to do X, Y, Z, but shooting someone. And like I said, we don't know what this man was going through with 16 years of traumatic experience for a crime that you did not commit. That doesn't... That doesn't someone, but hold Chad. on, hear me out, though. But you're negating the fact that there may or may not have been something that triggered him. And that doesn't matter. Right it there. doesn't have any. It doesn't have any bearing on well, this. Gary, we have to agree and disagree, uh, brother. What, he, the do. cop and, doesn't know what his history is, exactly, and it doesn't matter what his history is. No, Chad. Chad, I ask you. I ask you. Give me an, an example of how you would handle that. Would you, after that harrowing ride, would you say to him calmly? Hi. Yes, I would. Call me, yes, would. I would. The guy I is just... I to you, I would. As I stand right here, in the, I would. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. For the simple fact that it's my duty to do so. The cop was already escalated himself in a position cop... of power. So you mix that with the situation, and then you have the explosion. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me try this a little differently, because I think when adrenaline flows and you've had to risk your life to do your job... 
you probably are not going to be friendly, and you probably don't know why, and but, you're you're scared of the other guy. Doesn't constitute so, uh, something that is black or white. It's in the gray area, and we cannot move as a police officer in the gray area. Well, let's we assume, Chad. No, let's okay, assume, Chad, that you you said you had an, an experience with the Columbia Police Department. They pulled you over, and you don't you feel like you did nothing wrong. Would you have attacked the police officer physically? Um, of course not. Attack? No. Well, there well you go. see, so neither would I, uh, because I know, and my parents taught me, not to uh, resist arrest. If Correct. you did what, attack the police, if you did attack the police for whatever reason, would you be surprised if you got hurt? Okay, you make a valid point, but my question I would love to pose to you, Gary, is how do you feel when you get pulled over? Are you shivering in your boots? Are, uh, are you, you I've had the okay, I had grip on that. Okay. Chad, I've had the police pull a gun on me for driving, and I, I'll give you. I'll tell you what it was. Uh -huh. I had a I had a Pontiac Trans Am, and I was racing a guy down a street in Cleveland, gotcha. and the cops came up behind me. The other guy peeled off. They came up behind me. Uh, all the lights are on, guns drawn, and my response was to sit perfectly still. They approached, mm -hmm. I had the windows down, um, and, and that's how I handle it. So it happens to other people, too. And I was scared. I mean, when I saw that they had their guns drawn, I thought, oh, man, they must think I robbed a bank or something. Right, yeah. So I, so I was compliant. And you know what? Didn't shoot me. All right. Chad, I appreciate it. We come from different points of view on this, but I do appreciate you being so hey, honest. I love your show, sir. Thank, Thank you, sir. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, let's see. David in Perry. Good morning. Good morning. I'll tell you what. It's always nice to play the victim card. But uh, the truth is, it's a chain of events that, that, that start everything. You know, if it, he wouldn't have got shot if he hadn't have done what he did to begin with. And the chain of events always gets neglected. You know, it's, it's always going to be the cop's fault, you know, or, you know, uh, due to, you know, you can't babysit these people. You know, I don't care what color you are, whatever the deal is. You run a hundred mile an hour, you're an idiot. And if you get pulled over and you resist, you don't comply. Hey, I've been pulled over. I had guns drawn on me. But you know what you do? You comply problem of it is a lot of people are not taught that as a kid and if they are a lot of kids are taught hey you know you can do whatever you want to or the cops are bad or whatever like that when you're raised like that and you have the attitude toward cops thing bad things are going to happen thing of it is you comply and All complain right. later all right david I don't, I don't disagree with you you do you comply and that's what uh, you battle them in court that's the place to fight david thank you for the call a uh, message from uh, a guy named Chris. He says, tyranny is defined as that which is legal for the government but illegal for the citizenry. I don't believe it would be legal for an everyday citizen to tase a speeder and then shoot him when he defends himself. Brian, what's your response to that? Uh, the reason the taser came out is because he wasn't compliant. And it started to escalate. Oh, oh. Uh, so it's kind of out of order with Chris's comment. All right. Uh, let me go to Robert. He is on the line. Robert, welcome. 
Welcome. Um, I was taught personal responsibility and with actions come consequences. And so, what? They're, they're trying to blame this on the cop that he's not the one that escalated it or started it. Well, no. our, 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 he, uh, our last caller said... Responsible with, the, the speeder is responsible for his actions. The officer yeah. did not make him resist, did not make him not comply. You know, like I said, it would have been over. It would have been a speeding ticket and he would have been on his way. You know, I can't help it. Maybe he had trauma in his life somewhere. He needed to deal with that some other way. You know, I mean, you don't fight the cops. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a bad idea, Robert. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan show. Um, even if the cop came out aggressive, you know, um, and as our caller uh, pointed out, he he started off pretty aggressively, He's screaming, "Get out of the truck!" You still do it. You do it. And if, he, if the cop is out of line, there's recourse. Rich, good morning. Yeah, yeah, Gary, thank you very much for the education. Um, I, I Actually, this week, I'm not a real eloquent speaker, so I took some time down to write this down. So please uh, bear with me a little bit. I have a grandson named Joe Biden's Navy that I pray each day will turn 21 in March. Yeah, I question anyone, Biden, Lloyd Austin, Lindsey Graham, who speaks so uncompassionately about their chess pieces, multi-front war. Their children aren't going going to be in the foxhole or in the belly of a ship. They're going to be in a college or ROTC to, to come out lieutenants. Mine was indoctrinated into the Navy in high school against my will. While the same lawmakers say that his mind wasn't developed enough to possess or buy a firearm. I have another grandson at 16 years old. So potentially uh, I could lose my only two grandsons in the upcoming wars, plural. You know, Israel has got plenty of bombs and soldiers. And the Ukraine is, is not a democracy, but it's a grift. You know, if, if mine are going to, to fight and die, I want to be beside them here. The war we need to concern ourselves with will, will be will not be on a TV set. To paraphrase a line from Mel Gibson's movie, The Patriot, it will be now in, in our cities, our towns, our cornfields, in our backyards. All right, uh, no Rich, Rich I, I've got to stop you because i got other calls and I'm running up. But I think uh, your point is well made. Uh, the United States military is is supposed to defend the United States, not everybody else. Uh, and if people's blood is going to be spilled, if they, we're going to lose our precious men and women, it ought to be at least in defense of the United States. Rich, thank you for the call. Quick break. We'll be back. Gary Nolan, Zimmer, Radio Network. It's 1152. Glad to have you with us. 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. There's a video that's gone viral of a police officer pulling over a guy who was doing uh, about 100 miles an hour. Uh, and clearly the police officer was not happy uh, with that chase. Uh, and he yells at the cop. He pull, the cop yells at the driver, get out of the truck, put your hands... And, and the guy doesn't comply. He uh, ends up uh, attacking the police officer. Uh, the police officer uh, ends up shooting the guy. Uh, and, and there are different views on this. Some people say, uh, you know, the cop should have de-escalated. I'm, I'm not sure how you do that under the circumstances. You don't know why this guy was driving so maniacally or why he didn't pull right over. You have no idea what he's done or where he's going or why he's 
uh, driving the way he is. But you can expect that he's breaking the law and will, you know, continue to, you know, with that mindset, it's this guy's willing to break the law right in front of a police officer. So, uh, you know, I can see where the cop would be upset. He yells at them, get out of the car. Ends up tasing him when the guy doesn't do what he was supposed to do. The guy pulls the wires off from the tase. Uh, they get into a struggle and the guy shoots him. Uh, whether or not he had a traumatic experience with the police in the past, that's a problem he has to deal with. The cop wouldn't have known about that. Correct. All the cop knows is that <clears throat> maybe he did know about it and we don't know. Maybe well, they, you know. There'd be no way that I can think of for him to have known. Maybe but they had a license plate and they said, yeah, this guy is a. Well, yeah. no, his, he was allegedly um, incarcerated for a crime he didn't commit. So he wouldn't have had any scarlet letter on his license plate. But wouldn't there be a record? No, I mean, not necessarily. That would, that would be expunged because he was uh, ultimately uh, exonerated. Okay. So there'd be no way to know. Uh, let me go to the phones. Mark is on the line. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. In reference to uh, the previous caller, Chad's argument, I guess you'd have a right to act however you want based on whatever your past history was or whatever triggers you. <clears throat> and Chad's argument Anyone can decide uh, their past of how and how it affects their decisions, and they can do whatever they want. Uh, to, to what end? I mean, is it okay to kill anybody that you have a trigger on, or is it just okay to kill law enforcement? Uh, Chad's argument would lead to anarchy and anybody killing anybody they want to kill or committing whatever crime they want to commit and then say they had a trigger in the past that justified the commission of the crime. All right, I think going further with Chad's argument, um, he, he expressed that if he were the police officer, he would have tried to de-escalate. He wouldn't have responded the way this police officer did. And that's where, uh, you know, Chad sympathizes that this guy may have had some mental, you know, pressure from, uh, you know, fear of, of law enforcement, but the cop could have handled it differently. The cop could have found a way to de-escalate it, and then this I, might not have happened at all. I yeah, think that I was his argument. Have, yeah, I don't think we have the information to know whether the officer did, didn't try that to begin with. Uh, he may very well have tried to, to approach the individual in a very calm way about his speed and was immediately approached or uh, reacted back with hostility. Um, so I think Chad's making a decision without knowing all the facts or the information that he needs to truly make that decision. Well, um, we, we are, too, because we don't know the extent of, you know, the police chase. Uh, it's correct. entirely possible that, you know, if this guy, had, if Chad, had, not Chad, uh, if the driver had simply pulled over the minute the red and blue came on, uh, this cop gets out of the car and he's all screaming mad and angry. Uh, then the cop is a little bit out of line here, but you very still, so. but you still do what you're told. Yeah, very much so. If the cop's out of line and crazy, you just calmly stand there and let him scream and follow his orders. And like you said, you get to sue him later and maybe get very, very rich by doing so. Uh, by cooperating, you may be way dollars ahead. Clearly, in this incident, uh, he was certainly not weigh dollars ahead because of his actions and uh, that caused him to be killed because you said he was uh, I think 
killed uh, because he resisted. Uh, but he actually, when he starts taking the taser, taking the taser uh, away from the police officer, removing the, that becomes an escalation where he's threatening the life of that officer, not just, I mean, the officer certainly didn't shoot him for a punishment. No, he was, at this point, the cop's trying to <laughs> trying to survive the encounter. Mark, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. We'll do this in greater detail tomorrow on Gary on Guns uh, and several other topics along the line. Uh, I wanted to get to the um, uh, anti-gun legislation they passed in California that has been rejected by the courts. I don't think we're going to have time. Uh, do a quick reminder before I go back to the phones that uh, you got uh, uh, Glenn Beck right behind us. Sean Hannity, and then, uh, well, Randy Tobler has Jennifer Bukowski filling in for him. So, with that in mind, let's go to Sean. Good morning, Sean. Hey, how you doing, Gary? Oh, I'm well, thank you. Oh, I was just going to say on, you know, the situation with the officer, you know, like, unless the officer felt like his life was being threatened, you know, using non-lethal is like mace or a nightstick to try to, de-escalate the situation as far as you can without killing somebody would be like the major necessity. Is it Canada that doesn't use like guns or another country that doesn't use that? Well, there are some countries that don't, but um, that doesn't mean that they have better outcomes. This right. guy was tased, which is, uh, you know, certainly, you know, it's not fun, but it's certainly preferable to being shot. Right. Uh, and so that was his way of bringing this guy under control. Right. And any way that you could, you know, de-escalate without being, like, if you even have to shoot, like, maybe not shoot to kill. You know? Oh, no, 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 Sean, Sean. Let me, let me just point something out. Right. When you pull that firearm out, you aren't going to shoot to wound. Nobody right. has time to shoot to wound. You're trying to stop the attack. And right. the biggest area to shoot at is center mass. And that is often fatal. But there is no, I'll shoot him in the foot, that'll <laughs> stop this. It, right. that, that didn't happen. All right. Sean, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Gary, good morning. Good morning. Uh, good discussion. And I appreciate uh, you, know, you, you being so patient and talking with Chad. And the fact that he would talk with you and, and kind of talk it through... But in my opinion, I don't think anyone could even – it's really easy to sit back in Monday morning quarterback. Uh, and, and you're spot on in that when the adrenaline's pumping and you got a life and death decision right now, you do what you got to do. Yeah, and I got to do what I got to do, Gary. I'm sorry. I, I've run out of time. Thank you for the call. We can carry this on another day. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. And Gwen, baby, honey, I'm coming home.